two interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world collide. This is When Crit Happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rock Hatima. 2024, I am your game master, Torsten David Johnson, using he or they pronouns, and I am joined today by Joshua David Robinson. Hello. Welcome to 2024, JDR. In 2024, JDR uses they and he pronouns. In 2024, JDR is playing Titan, your belt. In 2024, JDR <laughs> refers to themselves in the third person. 2024, JDR, here we are. Wow. Nailed <laughs> it. Wow. And Deanna Elizabeth Woodman. Ma- And finally, <laughs> Kylie Marie Brinkman. How did we get okay coming to this point? <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, no nobody's tattoo, even said no anything. No Titan, even. No. We, we, we didn't get. We haven't had a single character. I said Titan. Did you say Titan? I said. Oh. I said playing Titan. Titan your belt. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I this is Kylie Marie Brinkman. She her playing Josephina Wick, aka Joe, also using sheer. She, her pronoun. Wow, the only one to do a... Like, I'm the boring one. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> We're yeah. bad. Except you're not. All right, well, let's get to a recap, shall we? Let's, let's do, do it. it. So last time we began with Jasu lying in the small underground chamber alongside the lifeless body of the roper that had attacked you and the caravan. Oh, yeah. As you all checked in with each other, you saw another door marked by an archway on the back of the cavern. Thula told you that it was a side entrance to Hitherheim. At least Hitherheim? that's what she yep. read by the inscriptions. Uh, Hitherheim being a region of Terra that has seen its population decrease in the last few decades. Then Yama asked for your help in dissecting the Roper. So you cut into it and removed the gizzard in which you found a pair of magical gauntlets, which Yama recognized as being the famous gauntlets of Githrain. Jasu tried them on, and they seemed to fit quite well. Looking back outside the cavern, you could see that the DeLargo's treasure wagon was still sprawled all over the road, and the rest of the caravan was in a big traffic jam behind them. You discussed your next move and finally decided that the people would be able to solve the problem on their own and you didn't want to interact with the Talargos any more than you have to, especially since the last time they saw you, they immediately got very aggressive and seemed to want to capture you or take you in for questioning or something. Given that you were ahead of them on the road, you could have just started walking, but they probably would have seen you and they could have pursued you. So instead, you decided to go through the door into Hitherheim and take the paths through the mountains to get to your next destination, the Evertree Sanctuary. Evertree. As you left, Joe sent a parting message to Gammy through the magical means of Titan, letting them know that you're all okay. And with that, Yama and Thula used their knowledge of the Terran doors to open the passage into Hitherheim and close the door to Arboreus behind you so that no one might follow. As you set off into the tunnels, the purple lights guided you, and eventually you came to a waterway. 
Thula told you that this was part of Hitherheim that she had never been to, but the flume system should lead directly to the Fell Forges, which is very close to the Evertree Sanctuary. So you all got into a little boat and set off downstream. The old waterway presented a few challenges for you along the way, but you guided your boat well and went far faster than you would have by walking. Along the way, Jasu, you attuned to your new gauntlets and discovered that the one with the yellow sapphire empowered attacks made with that hand. You also came to the conclusion that the empty gem setting on the other hand could probably fit the sky stone from Erica's brooch. But Joe and Titan were a little hesitant to give it to you in that moment. Sus. Sus. You wildin' now, girl. You all sus. I not sus. You <laughs> sus. The final dangers that the flume posed to you came in quick succession. First, a dark mantle dropped on you and attacked, which Titan disposed of with a few sharp, dissonant yells. Ah! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> then you saw that the flume tunnel ahead of you, which would have originally led directly to the forge rooms, was blocked by rockfall. Hitherheim being a bit of a rust belt city, this didn't surprise you, but you were grateful to see an alcove for you to pull out of the stream before dashing the boat against the rocks. Titan, you shattered encouragement to Joe and Jasu, who smoothly guided this little vessel into the watery nook. And that is where you are now. In the watery nook? You are. Thula has jumped out of the boat and is standing on the ledge holding the boat. There is a tunnel leading behind her deeper into Hitherheim. Can you remind us if it's dark? So, you look behind you, and in the flume, you can see these purple lights spaced pretty far apart. But Mm -hmm. now that you are in this alcove and see this tunnel leading into central Hitherheim, you notice immediately that there are no purple lights. Hmm. That doesn't seem like a good sign. Purple lights were like a signifier of the Terrans, yeah? So it could just be that we're getting out of Terran territory. Uh, You are still very much in Terra. And so, yes, you're right that they are a signifier of being in Terra, but it's weird that they are not here. And everybody go ahead and give me perception checks. Joe, your flashlight is probably on. Yes, it's been on. Okay, so yeah, everybody can do this flat. No disadvantage. (laughs) Filthy 20. If I use my nose, can I have advantage? Yeah, you can use your nose for this. Ooh, good, because without my nose, it was a nine, but with my nose, it's a 19. I smell really well. (laughs) Oh, wow. We did good. We perceiving. (laughs) So, Joe, you look and immediately see these sconces that emit the purple light. Mm -hmm. You see the sconces there, but they're just dark. They aren't emitting light. Mm. There are scant sconces here. (laughs) An abandoned ghost town. The infrastructure for the light is here, but they have been Mm. deactivated somehow. Okay. Titan, Mm -hmm. you look and you see what looks like some kind of sign giving directions, you know, with arrows, Mm -hmm. but it has been destroyed. You only see half of it, and it's hanging off of one of the pegs that was holding it into the wall, and the other half is... The wayfinding in this place is atrocious. (laughs) Truly, we need to get someone in here, because people need to know where to go, right? And Jasu, you smell something acrid. It's not exactly rotting flesh, (gasps) 
but it is unhealthy flesh, certainly. Can I divine sense? Go for it. Great. I smell that and I immediately attune to what the hell is going on. <laughs> yeah. So you you use your divine sense and reach out and you can feel that all of the stone around you in these tunnels courses with the energy of Rakatima and you get the feeling of corruption in the same way that you did in the plants and trees and animals around Tempest Top and near Yama's house. I say to the group, there is something corrupted that way mm. as I exit the boat and help others. Thula, is this where we're supposed to be? Thula's looking around while still holding onto the boat, also helping people get out. And she turns to you and she says, I think that this is where we're supposed to be, but it looks like people haven't been using this route much recently as she gestures to the sign which is crumbled on the ground. And she walks over to it and brushes some dust off. She says, it looks like it... It was indicating that central Hitherheim was in this direction, which would make sense, but it doesn't look like people have been hmm. using these tunnels recently. When's the last time you heard from anyone from Hithertown? Hither... Hitherheim? Hitherheim. Hitherheim. Thula says, now that you mention it, it has been several years since I last ran into anybody from Hitherheim. I haven't lived there in more than that, decades. I just assumed that, like most places in Terra, they were continuing to live in, in the old ways and carry on trade whenever necessary, but this looks much more of a ghost town than I would have expected. Can you remind us, so when we were scooting down the flume, yeah. there was some kind of obstruction, and then we had to pull off? Yeah. So... Were we ideally meant to keep going straight, but we couldn't because there was an obstruction? So this pull-off is actually not where we had intended to land. Thula says, you know, I, I wasn't sure the last time I was here, even though the fell forges weren't producing nearly as much as they used to, people still used the flumes to get around. And cavens like that one, and you can still see it from here. It's, it's just around the corner, maybe 30 feet downstream. They weren't uncommon, and there wasn't a lot of money or, or reason to repair them. And so things like this were put in place, and other little alcoves to, to still use the flumes for transportation and utility. Uh, so this doesn't surprise me, and I, I'm sure it dates back for mm. some time. The fact that the lights are out, though, that gives me pause. You sure they wasn't just like trying to throw a rave or something? Like, check for glow sticks. Can I do a perception check for glow sticks? Uh, absolutely. Do you want to walk down the hallway at all? I'll walk down the hallway. Yeah, because it's like, that's where the VIP room is. 19 perception on the, in the VIP room. <laughs> you walk down the hallway just a little bit more, and Jasu, in the exact place where you were getting the strongest read of corruption... Titan, you see smeared on the wall five black inky streaks of something kind of gooey and Icarus. Um, I, I point this out to everyone else. 
that all right so black gooey streaks and five five do they look like it was like fingers or is it like yeah it looks streaks like all over the place it looks like somebody put a hand here and streaked down can uh, joe t- opens up her fanny pack and takes out her test strip mm-hmm. and tries to collect a sample Great. to see if it is the same kind of like black sludge we experienced at the beginning of our adventure that was in the river. Amazing. Give me some kind of intelligence check with advantage. I think maybe nature or history. Uh, 16. Yeah, you are quite confident that this is very similar in its fundamental building blocks. It looks like it's slightly different in maybe the origin, the stuff that you tested back in Longstrom Mm -hmm. seemed a little bit more like sappy. Yeah. And if you had to say what this was based in, you would say blood. Oh, okay. So I'm holding up my, the old test strip and the new test strip Mm -hmm. to my companions. Yep. Same goo, y'all. Slightly different origin, but like similar chemical compounds happening here. Yama says, wait a second. You're saying that There's some kind of corruption like the plants? That's what it appears. Near my house? Near your house. Oh, well, I mean, I got pretty good at spotting those. If that's all it is, then we could probably get around whatever kind of things they got going on here. If it is blood and it is leaving streaks, it is likely big. Bigger than plants. Oh, okay. Well, you're big, Young says. And I am tired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we could take a nap. Yeah, we could, but I don't know if I want to be napping someplace with somebody with this some five-fingered, dark, black, bloody person going to come and maybe interfere with our rest. When we when we saw that Iker back at your place, it was yes, it was a plant that was in the water, but like whatever, whatever made these marks, I'm mad wary of. There's no way to go back, correct? Uh, you look up stream. And the last time you saw any kind of alcove or pullout was at least 10 minutes ago on the flume ride. The flume ride took you about an hour, all told. Mm -hmm. And you haven't seen any other exits from it for quite some time. But you see Thula is over examining the sign and putting the pieces back together a little bit and says, the sign, it seems to say that the Great Hall is only a quarter mile from here. Which is great news because the Great Hall leads directly to the the gates of Hitherheim, which mm. is quite close to Evertree. Honestly, we've made extremely good time. What would normally take two days to walk, it seems like we've covered in a fraction of that time. Do you think we can go to the Great Hall and get coverage and rest there? Well, it's a big open space, so mm. we could see. I... Oh, so it's like the abandoned Great Hall. Well, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's not far from here. Maybe this corridor is the only part of the... Of Hitherheim that's abandoned, and and yeah, we'll find mm-hmm, that's probably what happened. People having that rave that you're talking about. I would prefer to rest here. Okay, perhaps with watches, and then continue on. Great. So it sounds like Jasu is interested in taking some kind of rest. Are you interested in a short rest, a long rest, in a rest to get my smite spec? That's gonna be a long. For so you. I think that's a long rest. Tula, how long, like, we're trying to get to, we're trying to get out of Terra to, like, 
to basically where the caravan was going. That's That was the, the plan. Yeah, and so the Evertree Sanctuary was not the destination for most people on the caravan, but it was along the way. And so you are close to Evertree, and Thula tells you that when you leave the gates of Hitherheim, you will be very close to the main road. And so, yes, you'll be close to the road where the caravan will be traveling over the next couple of days. I think we just, uh, um, you did some heroic work, 1v1ing that crazy Terran thing, but I think we need to push through. We could take a little rest so that we can patch up your wounds, but I really think we need to get to the, get out of this cave. I don't want to be sleeping down here. How long will it take us, Sula, to get out of Terra? I mean, once we're in the Great Hall, we are basically at the gates. So that sounds like a 30-minute endeavor, maybe. Yeah, I'm, if it's just easy walking like this, and you, you look in the hallway, and you see that it's it's trending up. There's a, a few little staircases going up, but the hallway is pretty clear. Then, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't take us, honestly, more than 10 minutes to reach the Great Hall. Mm. All right. I suppose we go then. In the interim, I am going to lay on hands myself a little bit. How about we short rest so that you don't have, so that you can just get some HP back and then yeah. keep it moving? Great. I could use a snack, Yama says, and immediately takes off his rucksack and starts uh, unpacking. Did you bring enough for the class? Yeah, I've got these little food packs. And you see these claws that are covered in beeswax that he starts unwrapping that have little open face sandwiches in them. Mm. Adorable. Uh, and so he passes out some some food to everyone, and you all can take a short rest. Amazing. Rolling my hit die. Yes. Some good hit die. I'm three away from being full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gushy. During this short rest, I'm going to once again turn to my companions <laughs> And bring up very casually that sky stone. <laughs> I'm gonna wait to hear how casual Jasu yeah. is. Let's let's talk about it. This is what she does. She sits there and she is meditating, healing her wounds, and then she goes, Joe, I've had another thought. <laughs> mm -hmm. Joe, I've had another thought. Perhaps you would like to take a look at these gauntlets, and I hold them up, and you can very clearly see that one of them is missing a gem. I think I am lying down with my eyes closed, and I'm not responding. I hear you. I'm not asleep, because I'm just like, just resting my eyes for a moment, and I'm not going to respond to you. Wow. You was thirsty for that stone, girl. I put my hands down. I just think that if we mm -hmm. are about to enter into a place that is dangerous mm -hmm. while I am still not fully at myself, perhaps... Perhaps you can take it easy for once and have some faith that your friends will take care of you. I think at the word faith, Jessu blinks. <laughs> we got you, girl. You did yeoman's... Where did that word come from? <laughs> you did yeoman's work today, which means that we are fresh as daisies. You... Just chill. We got you. I sit up and I look at Titan. So when is the time we want Jossie to try out the stone, though? I feel like just so that when, when we're not, you know, underground you know, amongst, uh, like, like, when we actually have a time where we know where we're at and know that we're safe. Mm. That's just what I was thinking. But, you know, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not the leader of this crew. 
Those are my thoughts. I'm confused about why this is a group decision. Because uh, you want something that Joe has and Joe doesn't have to give it to you? Yes, I understand that part. But I'm confused about why we are talking about when we're going to let me have something that I have asked for. As opposed to asking me about when I think it would be good to We know when it. you think it would be good right now. Well, and my thought is we don't know what the heck this thing is going to do. What we've seen it do is be chaotic and drive somebody insane. So if that's going to happen to you, we'd love to do that in a place that wasn't a dark cavern. That's all. I was thinking that originally when you asked Jasu, I didn't want to be on the water and have like electricity come down. That's fair. I'm a little less concerned now, though. I'm not going to lie. I guess I'm only worried that would it be better to do like after a long rest when you have all your shit up again in case like shit hits the fan? Mm, yeah. Like, I, I truly for- don't care if you have it now, actually. But now it's like, oh, maybe just in case we wait when after a long rest. Yes, that's fair. I think for myself, it's that it took me some time to attune to the one that I do have. Mm-hmm. And when I had the thought of the other one, it seemed natural to, to try it since this one had not hurt. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with it. I'm okay with waiting. But it also seems if they were used by a powerful individual in the past that people know about and i look to the two terrans are with us it seems relatively safe to try yeah and i also at this moment feel relatively okay health-wise i might not be able to cast as many spells as i normally can but i don't think that it would be any less safe now than later okay yama nods yes no i don't think there's anything inherently harmful about Gethrain's gauntlets or at least i would hope not i hope they hadn't been cursed or anything like that but then he looks at the setting and and says but you know i mean getting the sky stone to fit in there that might take a little bit of time and joe you look at the setting and I don't know if you're looking at the Sky Stone right now, if you take the brooch out or not. Yeah, well, I'll take the brooch out and be looking at it. You think that you could probably use your tinker tools to set this, but it would take some time. It would take at least a half an hour of time mm-hmm. to set it. Mm. Um, and then, Jasu, you don't think that you would have to reattune at that point. That would probably be part of the attunement process. So all told, you think that you could get it done during this short rest. So, Crew, isn't the concern a bit about this idea that Jasu has? To me, it's less about the gauntlets and it's more about what happened, like this specific stone in the gauntlet. No, I think I think that makes sense. I think when I tune in to see whether or not I can sense any corruption or whatever it might be, I don't sense that this would hurt me anymore. Great. So if we want me to spend the time on the short rest tinkering, I'll tinker to put the sky (laughs) stone into the gauntlet. So what does it look like, Joe, as you spend some time with your tinker tools uh, extracting this stone from the brooch and then setting it into the gauntlet? Um, It looks like Joe sitting on the floor, turning away from everyone, cross-legged with like one of those little monocle things in her eyes and looking at the setting and then like taking out just like very not high-tech tools, like something that looks like a nail filer, something just like little tweezers and just kind of trying to shave down 
and or adjust the settings so that the sky stone fits. Amazing. So I will say that I am able to get it to a point where it's popped in there and I turn around to Jasu and I look at Titan and I look back at Jasu and I say, it's your call to Jasu. I hold out my hand. And the world explodes. <laughs> and as you put on the left hand gauntlet, which now has this blue sky stone in it, you feel a surge of magical energy. So what this gauntlet now gives you, sourcing the raw, unchanneled magical energy of the Sky Stone, which you remember Eto described as being kind of volatile and not hadn't been worked in any way. And so what you have now is access to an extra spell slot once a day, but only if that left hand is able to be involved in the the action in the somatic component that you're doing. And so if you attack with your left hand, then you could use a spell slot. Uh, Or if you wanted to cast a spell, you could use your left hand in the somatic part of that casting of that spell. But if you were to make a right-handed attack, you could not use a smite, for example. Mm -hmm. To give you a hint at what I'm trying to do here is craft a way for you to have non-smite spell slots because you've told me that you're right-handed and so it's designed to be used in other things, Mm. accessing other magics. Great, amazing. Thank you, I am so excited. Uh, Yeah, so now you have access to a fresh spell slot right now as well that comes to you from this sky stone. (gasps) And as you are putting this on, I want everybody to give me perception checks. 14. 13. Five. You, I think, Jesu, you are probably just immersed in yeah. your, your new glove. And over Jesu's shoulders, as she is looking at this gauntlet, Titan and Joe, you see a face peer no. around the corner. I hate this. I have to of leave. the hallway. Ew. A ways off. Remember, it's dark in here, and so all of the light is being supplied by both the magical lantern and I think Yama probably lit a torch. So it's it's in the dim fringes of the light I that scream. you see. I straight up, ah! I scream 100%. <laughs> and as you scream, you see the figure scuttle away. Uh, we don't like scuttling, no. Why would you describe it as scuttling? And what you see, Why? Titan, as they turn away is a dark, inky liquid seeming to come out of their fingernail beds. No. And as they turn to scuttle away, you see it's streaking along the walls and the ground as they run. I cast message at this creature and say, your your fingers are leaking. (laughs) As it's going, you see it kind of shake its head a little bit and whip its eyes back at you. I wave. You see that their eyes have dark veins radiating out of the eye socket onto the cheeks and forehead. And the eyeball itself is almost entirely black. Uh, You wave and it does not wave back. 
and it kind of grimaces and turns to keep running and you hear as the response in your mind from your message spell (laughs) an inhuman seeming heavy breathing and almost growling is it deep speech or undercommon well very interesting no it doesn't seem to be a language it seems it seems to be (laughs) non-lingual we need Thula? to give you a bath because you are nasty. <laughs> Thula, what, what was that? You see both Thula and Yama, jaws wide open. Yama has stood up at attention, holding his torch, and they turn and they make eye contact with each other, and then they turn to you and they say, oh, this, is, this is most unexpected. And Thula says to Yama, this couldn't be. Could it? What? What? Y'all ain't finishing your sentences. Yama shrugs and says, I don't know. I didn't think they existed. What didn't exist? Thula turns to Titan and says, there is an old Terran myth of the deep dwellers. They were described to have black eyeballs and inky liquid that came out of their fingernails. But I always thought it was just a story to scare kids. And what do they do? I don't know. They they were said to live in the deepest corners of the mines, and it was a reason to come home when curfew, but... Is that why this place is deserted? I mean, do they hurt people? Oh, the stories were that they were monstrous. Oh, well, isn't that great? So there were stories about these things? Like yes. little tales to, to scare kids? I never thought they were true. I, I just thought it was... Do we run? Do we I, run to... I think we run, <laughs> Yama says. That one definitely... Whatever it was, it saw us. Thula nods. I'm ready to run if you are. I am as well. Yep. Are they corrupted? You think that the same acrid smell that you smelled before came to you, and you see that that same ichor that was clearly corrupted fluid that was on the wall is now left streaked where they were. And you think that this is Great. a corrupted person. <gasps> like, a hu- like a corrupted Humanoid. Like a corrupted humanoid. I'm going to cast mage armor on myself for this run. I'm spooked. Yeah. Uh, It's only a quarter of a mile to the Great Hall. So if you're running, it'll take you less than 10 minutes, honestly. Oh, I'm running. Question. Yeah. That spell slot that the gauntlet gave me, Mm -hmm. is that a first level, a second level? It's a, uh, let me check. Mm -hmm. It gives you one spell slot of the highest level spell that you can cast. So it would be one second level spell right now. Okay. Amazing. Okay, so you start running? Yes. And as you go down the hallway, you see that there are indeed no purple lights and you see more signs of destruction. There are halls leading to the left and the right. There are staircases and some of them have destroyed boxes, crates that have been spilled open. The signs of reckless treatment of what used to be a fully functional society here in Hitherheim. Mm. Joe, my goodness, your running form is fantastic. Did you run track? Bardic inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Jasu? Yes? That blue gem in your gauntlet, it really accents your eyes. Bardic inspiration. (laughs) I still don't think we should have put it in down here, but... It worked out okay. I say nothing. I'm feeling really confident about my running form now. (laughs) 
And after a few minutes of passing by these broken down parts of Hitherheim, you see ahead of you a large doorway. And beyond it, you can just sense that there is an open, vacuous space. And Thula says, that must be the Great Hall. There's not a door we have to push open. It's just kind of going through an entry. Yeah, it's way. just a big open archway. I guess I'll prepare an action to similar to like when that like when we were on the boat. Mm-hmm. If something jumps down, I'm I'm gonna scream. Okay, great. Yeah, can so I have my flashlight with the sixty feet. Mm-hmm. Ra- the beam. Or, yeah, with the yeah. beam setting on. So can I do a perception check as we're running, like to look above us or look on the ground to see if there's anything? What is that called? Uh, Booby trap. Oh, sure. Yeah. Look for some traps. Yeah. Make a perception check. And then while that's happening, I would like to take my left hand Mm -hmm. and touch my chest, Mm -hmm. breathing heavy, and cast dragon's breath on myself. Oh, wow. Okay. So that way, if anything runs at us, I basically just scream at it. Uh Uh-huh. But I don't know that I know that I'm doing it at this moment. (laughs) that's amazing. I only got a nine. I love that we're we're a party of of screamers. Yeah. Like Joe screams, (laughs) nothing happens. But when Titan and Jasu scream, people literally die. (laughs) Okay. All right. What was your perception? Nine. Nine? Yeah. All right. What you can see is that through the archway, there is rubble. It looks like statues have been pushed over. There's debris through this door. And as the five of you spill out of this archway, running as fast as you can towards the gate, you see that you are now in a massive great hall, vaulted ceilings rising 50 feet easy above you, columns extending to the right and the left. Thula says, the gate, it's to the right. And I feel like we're in Lord of the Rings right now. You, we are in... Fly, you fool. <laughs> and you, you go around the corner, but you can't see the entire floor of this room because of all of the debris. Some of the columns have collapsed, and there's a big one that you, you're going to have to run around in order to get to the far side of this room. And you can see from here the big archway, the grand entrance into the Great Hall. And as you do, you hear the sounds of some kind of creatures or corrupted humans or corrupted people scuttling (laughs) around in the darkness. Scuttling. How dare you? And suddenly an arrow flies from (gasps) the upper reaches of the Great Hall on this balcony level off on the far side. And uh, I'd like all of you to make dexterity saves, please. No, I thought it was help. Oh, wow. The bardic is a d6. It's a d8. Uh, d8. 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 Oh, shit. I don't think it will help me because I rolled a natural one. 21. <laughs> 13. That was with the Vardic. Jasu, with a natural one, this arrow strikes you. Yeah, no shit. And deals six points of piercing damage. That's fine. I can take it. Everybody roll initiative. Do, do it. Does my scream go off? It can if you want. They're 80 feet away. Then it does. Yeah. The, if I, I think yeah. it, would, it was something. Ju- I, I said something jumps down at us. Great. So yeah, this is, this is an arrow way up there, but it might still be able to go off this turn. We'll see. Yeah, roll initiative. 14. For myself. 13 for Titan. 11 for Joe. Yeah, we're all bunched up. 14, 13, and 11. And 11? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Yama and Thula? They got a 12. Wow. 
Truly, 14, 13, 12, 11. And you'll never guess the number that the opposition got. One? No, it's 10. Hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. So <laughs> the first to act is Jasu. Yeah. Now, now that the arrow has fired, you see a small swarm of these corrupted people up on a ledge. It looks like they've spilled out, and you think that you see six of them drawing short bows. Um, oh, goodness. The path in front of you kind of swerves around this collapsed column, and so you can't see what is around the corner, but it doesn't look like you have that far before you get to the grand entrance of the Great Hall. Basically, this area that you're entering the hall is closer to the grand entrance than the the far side where the, the big ornate statues continue to rise off to the left. So how many feet-ish do we have to the doorway we're headed towards? I'll tell you that total running time, you have 50 feet before you get to the doorway. Oh, how far until we're around that corner? 30. So 30 feet to get to the edge of the column and then another 20 feet before you're at the doorway itself. And all of okay. this, though, I, we're under, like, they can see us this whole time. Yes, they, yes. Will, they okay. will be able to, to fire at you unless you stop running, in which case you could take cover, but then you wouldn't be making making distance. Yeah. I book it 30 feet to the column. Great. As you get to the column and look around the corner, you see that there is a cluster of these corrupted people running towards you. You count six of them, and there is also a big one. You are not sure whether it's a Goliath or an ogre, but it's a large person standing a little bit taller than you, Jasu. Fuck. And dragging a huge great club. Fuck. When they see you, they bellow out a big roar. Cool. And charge forward, the eyes black with inky veins extending out from, uh, radiating out from their eyes. How far away are they? They are 10 feet from you right now. Dragon's breath. Oh, shit. Okay. So every creature, each creature in a 15-foot cone has to make a dexterity saving throw, and I get to roll 3d6. Not that great, but that's okay. They rolled super well. Are you sure? One of them rolled a 7, and then another one rolled an 8, and then the big one rolled a 13. All The other four are higher. The save is 13, so anyone under 13 fails. And so they take eight damage. Everyone who saved takes four. Great. Yeah, that's me. The way it looks is I just scream and out of my mouth comes electricity, just like lightning, just like mm. pew, 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 pew. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I don't want to engage with them and have no more movement left. So I stand ready to whack them when they come over to me. You're charging off in the front. Do you have a light source traveling with you? No. Okay. But I did just cast lightning. Uh, so it was lightning breath? Through my mouth. Yes. Yeah, lightning breath. So the lightning breath that came out of your mouth illuminates all of these creatures, and you see that they cower back away from it. And then when the lightning ends... They thrust their bodies forward. The two in the front got the the worst of it, um, and the others are now continuing to push them forward. They don't look like they have a ton of life left in them, but all of them are still charging you. The next to go is Titan. Titan um, hears Jasu's scream and books it in that direction, turns the corner, 
sees the scene dark vision as long as it's not magical darkness right yeah there's no magical darkness down here great turns the corner sees this giant corrupted thing says mm-hmm. oh my god that's a big one and casts uh dissonant whispers great at that one wisdom save yeah it's gonna be a 10 that's gonna be a failure d6s oh nice uh 18 uh, psychic uh, damage. Uh. 18 psychic damage? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. You see this thing get racked by this piercing scream into its brain, but it shakes its head and you don't think it's as effective as it would be against a normal person. Definitely does take damage though. Anything else, Titan? You've already, you didn't use your bardic yet. No. And my movement is the same as yours, 30 feet. I've used an action. So, uh, yeah, but my plan is to, is to charge through these motherfuckers because I, I ain't got time for this. This is the direction that we want to go, right? Yes, this is where you want to go. Okay, great. So we got to go this way. Mm-hmm. Great. That's it. Titan is trying not to look shooketh. It's just like... Uh-huh. Yeah. I I I love, uh, you know, scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> you hear Yama from behind you. What's a movie? <laughs> when things move in a scary way, oh. you know, when they scuttle. Yeah, I don't like I that love either. scuttling. I, oh, you do like that? I hate yeah, that. Yeah, I love it. I love a good scuttle. Titan starts to uh, mimic the scuttling and turning it into the next viral sensation dance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so Thula sees you all jumping into action and is going to say, the three of you have our full support and we will do everything we can to make these tasks easier for you. And is going to use a spell-like ability, which is basically the bless spell. So you all can add a d4 to all attack rolls and saving nice. throws. Fuck yeah. Oh, and then Yama is going to run forward and take a look at these, these corrupted coming towards you, the deep dwellers, and is holding a torch and so brandishes the torch which emits bright light for 10 feet and you see that the deep dwellers at the front of the line skitter to a halt and look Mm. hesitant to go forward although the big one looks determined and and yama says one thing that they did say in the in the myths was that deep dwellers don't like light as he holds out the torch right on joe it is your turn Thula spell bless, is that like a one-time use or that's just like a certain length uh, of time? That you, we... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It will last for a while. I think it's 10 minutes. Cool. I can check. Okay, so DM, I have my flashlight with yeah. the beam in my hand. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, can I like kind of shine it at the people while also casting a spell? Yeah, you can keep pointing the light for sure. Yeah, and so if I'm pointing, so Joe is running up with her companions, and if I'm pointing my flashlight at the big guy, what mm. happens? You see, this this creature seems to recoil in some kind of discomfort or pain, but is big enough that it doesn't seem to stop him. The others in front don't look as happy about it. Okay, so I'm gonna keep my flashlight, like, pointed in the direction that we are running to try to deter these creatures from approaching us. And I will cast 
burning hands because he's 15 feet uh just 10 feet away okay great yeah. so i will cast burning hands nice oh which is a deck save um and this is a 15 foot cone is that right yes all right so we're gonna we're gonna say that they are extremely clumped so in the same way that jasu's attack hit them all yours will hit them all <sighs> that was the sound of my breath attack similarly <sighs> all but one rolled really well okay 15. 15? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Even the ones that seemed to dodge do not take kindly to the fire, and you think that it is exceptionally effective. The big one holds up an arm that's covered in leathers, so doesn't get hit by much, but you see that the black fluid that's oozing out of the nail beds mm-hmm seems to be kind of lit on fire a little bit and burns away at the the flesh of this creature's fingers, dealing extra damage. The others all fall to the ground and stop moving immediately. Anything else, Joe? No. Okay, as your turn comes to an end, you see the, the big one steps over the fallen bodies of the others and the light from both the torch and your magical lantern seem to sear into its flesh just a little bit, but it keeps striding forward and then is going to make an attack at the person at the head of the line, which I'm guessing is you, Jasu. Yeah, probably. But if anybody else stepped up in front, <laughs> you could take the hit for, for Jasu. Nah, nah, I'm good. Uh, that's a 21 to hit. <laughs> that hits. Surprise, surprise. For minimum damage. That's six bludgeoning. Six. Okay. And then another volley of arrows comes down. Cool. Oh, these these all suck. There's no way these are hitting you. Miss. Yeah, the highest one is a 12. That won't hit anybody, right? Nope. Only because yeah. I may... Major. Um, yeah, so you... Right, thanks for your major. <laughs> yeah, right. So one of them rolls a 12 and it comes down at you, Joe. What does it look like when your mage armor... Or how does your mage armor defend you from this thing that would otherwise hit you? Oh... I've never thought about this. I don't think it's anything super glorious. I feel like it just kind of ends up like skimming my body, but like not actually piercing me. Mm. So it just looks oh, like a close call. Okay. So yeah. I don't know if that means yeah. it like moves it slightly to not hit mm. versus like it hitting the mage armor and bouncing back. Is there like a bend in the space time? That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's yeah, that. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> like that. Like that a lot. That brings us to the end of the round. Uh, you can hear around you the sounds of more movement. You think that there are plenty more of these deep dwellers in the cracks and behind the broken down pillars and rocks and in the other chambers. There's lots of doors leading into the great hall, but you are all within sight of the grand entrance. It's only another 20 feet from you. And beyond that, you can see that there is a a large cavernous space and Thula calls out to you and says, the staircases, they're just beyond that door. It's your girl's hiding your belt. Praise be to Sulian for this episode break cause I don't know about y'all, but your queen here had to catch her breath. It's getting real, real up in here in this cave. Anywho, it is my distinct honor and pleasure to heap praise upon these paragons of the pod, our prestigious patrons. 
sumptuous Steve. You set the standard of service. Your support sets us up for centuries of success. Anointed Andrew, an actualizer of arcane activities, always around and available to assist. And today, it is my extra special delight to welcome our newest patron, Joyful Jade, joining the journey as a just judge of jokes and jive. Thanks to all our patrons, and please do send help. It ain't looking too good over here, y'all. Oh, well, back to the show. Top of the round, Jasu. So just to be clear, Vuce, all the only one that's attacking us right now is the big guy and everyone else is staying out. Everyone else is dead. Great. Yet the other six of them that were in front of you are dead. The archers above are still firing. Okay. And we think there's more. They're just not attacking us. You hear more, but you don't yeah. see any more. Yeah. Okay. I would like to step sort of around so I still stay within the attack sphere of the big guy, but step around so that way I'm no longer... Like, I kind of use him as cover, mm-hmm. if possible, from the arrows. But then I say to my companions, I'm like, run for the door. And then I'm just going to continue to wail into this guy. Okay. And I will take my two attacks. I don't have can, any smites left, but... You can add a bless if you want. Oh, yeah. So the first one is a 27 to hit. <laughs> uh, that'll hit. Shocking. The next one is 23 to hit. That'll hit. Shocking. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Both of them get the plus five. Yeah. Yes. Great. 12. Wait, what's the plus okay. five? So this is your the first time that Jasu is attacking with this magic. Oh, oh. The magic mm-hmm. gauntlet. And so it is supplying both an extra bonus to attack and damage rolls. And the next one is 10. That's amazing. You see this thing goes to a knee. Great. And I think I feel extra powerful with this gauntlet. And like mm-hmm. in some ways it's going to my head a little bit. Uh-huh. And I, I'm getting a little potentially too aggressive again with the whack whack okay but i do tell my companions to run amazing next up will be titan titan sees this thing get like felled almost almost yeah almost so titan just screams at it yeah you get him girl and cats dissonant whispers one more time and runs by it so i'm gonna shout Mm -hmm. and then run by Uh, great another wisdom save it's a six that's gonna fail 11 damage. Uh, all right, finish this beast. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Titan is like, in this moment of seeing Jasu like go aggro on this thing, can't help but be super excited about it, even though they are still worried and like uh, about Jasu like going down this path, mm-hmm. but can't help but just be like, yeah, you get them. And, and is, is, is hype personing <laughs> them up. But Titan still doesn't really understand that like their words have such mm. power. And so as they're just like, yeah, what you want? You don't want none of this. Mm. These just waves of concussive force like form like invisible shards in the air and and, and pierce it through its brain. Oh, scary. <laughs> and as it falls, the others that have died, died from fire and it kind of mutilated their person just enough that you, you couldn't get a good look. As this one falls, you see that what felt like some kind of ogre monster attacking thing transforms almost just a little bit the black inky veins retreat instantaneously not a hundred percent but they seem to calm and you see a person lying here who is is dead but was not themselves was had had been somehow turned into this monstrous entity through the corruption 
and they fall with a big thud backwards onto the ground, lying there, seeming to have found some kind of peace. Anything else you want to do on your turn, Titan? Uh, I, I see all of that happen in passing because I am running for the stairs. All right. 30 feet of movement. Jasu, you are 10 feet away from the stairs at this point. But Titan, you burst through the, the grand entrance and you see stairs that descend in myriad directions, but there is one clear path that leads down to a ledge close to the exit. You see the gate from here, the great gate of Hitherheim. But these stairs, you guessed it, are over a bottomless pit. There is just empty space on either side of this winding staircase that goes left and right as it makes its way down to the next ledge. So with your movement, Titan, you could go 10 feet down onto these stairs and start that process. I will, Is there a outcropping rock stalactite stalagmite that I might be able to hook a, a bit of weave onto as I start this descent? So that if you fall, then you would get caught? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So a Titan is running, instant, like doesn't really have time to even process the fact that it's like, oh, super treacherous, <laughs> undoes a part of their hair, whips it, like yeah. lassos it around, whips it out at, at an, a little outcropping and can, and continues running. Yeah, there's like two broken fallen rocks have created a little constriction. And so you can tie your, your hair through there really quickly and start making your way down onto the stairwell. Next up is Yama and Thula. Yama and Thula run by and are hot on your heels, Titan. Thula is going to turn around and behind all of you, you see her kind of whisper a little bit. Uh, Joe, I think you're, you're close enough that you can hear her say, where there is earth, there can be life. And you see uh, like plant-like mushrooms grow up out of the stone Mm. and it seems that she's casting entangle on the space behind you to make it harder for anybody to follow you if they were chasing you awesome and yama continues forward brandishing the torch and as he gets to through the door into the into the stairwell he says oh gosh i forgot about this part and looks up in both directions and says, I think there's more coming. We better go quick. And Joe, it is your turn. I'm going to keep running. There's no threats that are right in front of me. Correct. Looking side to side, do I feel like there's anyone that is running after us that I can... Nobody right behind you. Mm -hmm. Yama went into the stairwell and shouted that there were more coming in that space. Otherwise, the six of them that are shooting arrows at you won't be able to shoot arrows at you anymore once you're on the staircase. So if I can, can I get to the staircase? Yeah. And I suppose since I don't know exactly where these creatures are, can I... Give me a perception check. Oh, I'll do that. I'll do a perception check. Yeah, give me a check. perception check when you come in. Oh, no. <laughs> tides of Chaos? Yes. Oh, wow. I'm going to do Tides of Chaos. Uh, 17. 17? Yep. Yeah, you see four more with bows on a ledge up to the right. And on the left, you see a couple with what look like big rocks that they're getting ready to do something with. Great. I, As I'm running in, I'm going to 
cast chromatic orb fire damage at the two with the rocks. Uh, okay. 14. And so I have this blessed thing. Yeah. Uh, 18. 18, that'll hit. 18. 18 total? Yep. All right, we're going to use cleave rules, and you blow both of them up. Yes, Love. girl. Ex- explode <laughs> them there against the rock, which leaves only four on your right holding bows. You have enough movement where you're able to get up to the same spot where Yama and Thula and Titan are about 10 feet down this stairwell that is descending towards the exit. Anything else? No. All right. The next thing that happens is the four with arrows shoot at you. Like you do. It was an 18 to hit you, Titan, and an 18 to hit you, Joe. Right. No. uh... That's three points of damage to you, Titan, and five damage to you, Joe, as these archers fire at you. You hear echoing from the depths of this cavernous space below you the sound of more deep dwellers moving. You can't see them, but you know that they are there. In front of you, you see these stairs descending, but not in one direct line. It goes down to a platform and then off to the right to another platform and then straight a little bit more. And then after this staircase, which is a total of 80 feet, the staircase gets to a platform, which is about 15 feet wide. And then there is a long, narrow bridge, just about three feet wide, that extends for 30 feet. And that puts you at the gate itself. And so you can see the gate from here, but you still have a ways to go. Titan, you are in the lead. Jasu, you are still 10 feet behind. And it is your turn. I would like to run. As fast as I can. So I'm going to run up to the group. Okay. Put myself sort of in the midst of them, starting to go down the stairs. Do I see where all of the dwellers are? Yeah. Jasu, as you come in, you can see the four archers up on a ledge to the right that just shot at Titan and Joe. Uh, But you don't see any other deep dwellers at the moment. What you do see is right in front of where Titan is, there is a 12-foot gap in the staircase. This staircase is old and has been breaking down, and you can see that part of it is just missing. And so with your strength score of 19, you can make that without making a check, but anybody whose strength score is not 12 or higher will need to make a DC 12 athletics check. Okay. Are the shooters mm-hmm. how close are they they are 100 feet from you okay so um i'm going to run okay well i've run 30 feet mm-hmm. i could can jesse help me over well, this yeah, that's gap? what i was gonna say like i'm not i'm not mm-hmm. quite at the gap yet right you were 20 feet behind everybody mm-hmm. so yeah it only takes you 20 feet of movement to get to this gap great amazing how far is how big is the gap again? Twelve feet across. But it's like a stairwell with like a chunk missing from it. So we're kind of jumping Got it. up and you're then jumping like down. down. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. So then I will stay on the the side of the gap with all of my friends, and I would like to hold my action. So whenever anyone comes to me, the first person to get to me who needs assistance, I help them over as my action, my help action. Great. And you, so you're going to stay on the the same side as the party, or you're going to go. Jump to the far side. The same side. The same side as the party. Great. 
And I think that because you're not using all of your movement and your action, I will let you help more than one person, but not all four. Okay. You can choose two people to give the help action. Okay. You can decide that now or when they when they get there. I will decide when they get there. Awesome. So next up is Titan. You are at the gap. Which which of Yama and Tula look the most frail abyss? In this regard, they both look equally competent and also like they are going to, you know, have a little struggle. Do they look like they're going to have more of a struggle than Joe? No. <laughs> With my minus one Great. strength. <laughs> so uh, t- Titan looks over uh, at Joe and just says, hey, girl. You got this, gives Joe uh, a bardic, like runs, undoes a little bit of their hair, tries to whip their hair around, around Jasu Mm. and just goes for the jump. Awesome. Give me an athletics check. Oh, yes, honey. 16. Uh, Yeah, that's plenty. You land, no problem. Do you want to keep moving? I am going to wait so I'm on this side in case somebody totally okay. screws up. <laughs> like yeah. Joe? Cool. Uh, to try to lasso somebody. Great. Sounds good. Next up is Yama and Thula. They are going to step up and Thula touches Joe on the arm and says, you got this. And casts guidance on you, which gives you a D4 to add to this check. And then Thula is going to go for it. I will help Tula. Okay. I might also help Yama because you've been stacked, girl. Uh, Great. Uh, Thula makes it no problem, lands right next to Titan, and oh, that was fun. You spry. And then Yama's going to go. I also toss Yama. You're going to help Yama? I'm going to help Yama. Great. Uh, Yama. Um... It must be close. He has advantage now. Come on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is terrifying. Yama rolled a nat one. <gasps> but advantage. But, but advantage, advantage with the help. And then rolled a nine. And Yama oh has God. no bonuses to this. So you toss oh Yama God. and Yama doesn't let go of your arm immediately and is going to fall short. Because <gasps> Titan you, is prepared. you held your action. Titan, yep. I will let you react to this. How would you like to react to this? So the plan was to try to lasso somebody. So I've got, I was truly was just like had had a piece mm-hmm. a piece of weave twirling around in my hand. Great. So I whip it down at Yama. Great, make a dexterity check. You can use acrobatics if you want or performance. Actually, I think this is maybe more of a performance. All right. Acrobatics would be a fourteen. Performance would be a sixteen. Okay, great. So it wraps around Yama and Yama's able to grab it and it's twice around his body. And so oh, he holds on. Thula grabs onto you to help anchor you. And Yama is now hanging oh, God. down Jesus. beneath the stairs. <laughs> Joe, Jesus it's your turn. Jesus Christ. Well, I, Joe was already scared about this jump, and this is not making it any better watching her companion dangle on the ledge. Matt 20. I also can't help right now. No, nor can I. Um, <laughs> we so used all of our assistance Here we go. Yama. I'm going to... You got this. Yep. You have guidance. You've got it, Joe. And Bardic. Oh, God. That roll is low. But you have... I have two things that I can add to it, right? Because I have... Yep. A D8 and a D4. Tell us the drama. We need to know. Well, the first roll was a four. Oh. Okay. And 
then the D8 was a six. And now okay. I have a D4 that I just rolled and I'm scared to look at it. So it's 50-50. Oh my gosh, it's a 14. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Joe oh, seems Jesus to levitate Christ. for a Wait, second and stall out. What was your, what's your bonus? Oh my gosh, it's a 13. It's a minus it's a one. Yes, all right. Ah! Joe oh my God. I'm dead. I does actually not need a moment. I need a moment. like she's going to make it. I'm you about to throw up. Joe looks down Joe's and sees Yama hanging from a piece of weave and below Yama, just a dark pit with the sound of growling and yammering deep dwellers that are crawling up the walls. And at the last second, a gust of wind pushes oh my gosh joe jesus the extra foot Ooh. and you land on the landing at the oh God. i'd have been kicking myself staircase. if i used my tides of chaos like for using my tides of chaos uh-huh. on that perception check yeah. versus this is what you use tides of chaos on. yeah oh yeah my and like praise be that they had guidance mm-hmm. and that i was just like yeah i'll just oh I'll my give them God. <laughs> seems like the move uh, dead Ooh. i would have been dead Okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So Yama is dangling and is trying to climb up. Yama's gonna use a his action to make an athletics check to try to climb up. And Yama is able to climb up the weave with your help and get to the lip and haul himself onto the landing along with you. <sighs> oh, that was a that was a close one. Thanks, Titan. I'm deeply indebted to you. Yes, honey, don't even fret. I got you, boo. And the next thing that happens is four more arrows fly down. Uh-huh. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Titan, does a 14 hit you? Gosh darn it, yes it does. The other ones are extremely low, but that's four piercing damage, Titan. And that will bring us to the end of the round. You look at the rest of the staircase and you see that you've gone about 20 feet and so you have about 60 feet remaining or so and then you still have a little distance to cover after that the first to act now is jasu who is not on the far side jasu is still on the other side of the gap but it is your turn jasu what would you like to do i leap over amazing easily yes (laughs) because (laughs) because 19 strength uh yeah so with no issue you make the jump and now you can move another 20 feet if you would like. I would like. I also clap both Titan and Yama on the shoulders being like, good, 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 good. <laughs> That's all I say <laughs> as I continue <laughs> to go. <sighs> and then um, can I see any deep dwellers as I go forward? You don't have visuals on any except for the four that are up to the right. Then I take the dash action and go an extra 30. Great. As you are taking that next 30 feet of movement, as you step onto one area of stairs, it collapses out from underneath. No. Make a dexterity saving throw. With bless. A dexterity with bless. But a dexterity saving? You know what's so funny about dexterity is that's my minus one. So it's Mm, almost as if you're trying to make it difficult for us. This is all written down. Did you use your bardic already? I have not used my bardic yet. Okay, 13 minus 1, so 12, but I have Bardic 13. 13 total? Yeah. Plus your bless. That is my bless, my bless. Wow, okay. <laughs> uh, Wait, what was your Bardic? One. One. 
Oh. You succeed. Oh, gosh. You use, you let the momentum carry you past this hole and you see a three foot chunk is out of the stairs. Everybody else, you can see this. You don't think it will pose any real difficulty for you. And Jasu did not fall. You are able to go the rest of your movement without any other issues. Except that I'm panicking. But yes, I do do that. (laughs) You see that you have another 30 feet of stairs before you get to the firm ground. Okay. Next to act is Titan. Titan just sees what happened to to Jasu and she's like, oh, oh, no, she got it. She got it. She got it. (laughs) And runs and follows suit. I'm also going to take the dash action. Great. That'll put you about 10 feet ahead of Jasu, 12 feet to be exact because of the gap. And so as you get to this last little stairwell, there's a landing and then 20 feet of stairs, you get to this landing and you feel this whole last little bit, which is sitting on a column of rock that descends down into the dark depths below, begins to wobble. Cool. I had to dash to get here, right? So I don't have any action left. Correct. Great. As it starts to wobble, Titan is looking for something to try to weave on to okay, on the side that I want to be on mm. that's below. Yeah, there's. you see that the, the walls are not smooth. There's cracks and things. And so, yeah, you think that if you were to fall, falling that direction would be yeah. the would be the thing to Titan's going to try to, is, is momentum toward, yeah. towards the, the direction they want to go. Great. Next up is Yama and Thula, who are going to dash right after you and come to rest next to you, Titan. Oh, this thing's a little unsteady, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You ain't never tried to dance on the table before. You just got to keep your balance center. Gravity, keep it oh. low. Keep uh, it low. Pick it up slow. Oh, okay. <laughs> keep it low, low, and slow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the way to go. And next up is Joe. I guess I'm going to dash to my companions. Great. Uh, Everybody's standing on this landing. Any bonus action or anything? No, unfortunately not. That's fine. The next thing that happens is that the deep dwellers fire a few more arrows. These attacks are vastly superior. I have a 17 to hit you, Joe, a 20 to hit you, Titan, and a 22 to hit you... Jasu, as well as a 16 to hit Yama. Oh, that's rude. It'll be six points of piercing to Joe, six to Titan, three to Jasu, and five to Yama. Okay. The next thing that happens is that this staircase that is wobbling, the final 10 feet of it in between you and the final platform crumbles away leaving a 10-foot gap between where you're standing on the the top of the staircase and the platform that you are headed to. And at the same time, as you see the rocks cascading down, you start to see the bodies of deep dwellers clawing their way up the walls of this chasm. It looks like the closest ones are still 40 feet or so below the lip and they are not crawling quickly because they are climbing up a near vertical surface so they won't be here the next round but they are getting very close jasu is the top of the round 
It's your action. How far away am I from the... You are just a little ways back, 10 or 12 feet back. And how? And it's 20 feet across the... The thing that's thing wobbling that's is now has a gap of 10 feet between it and the, the final platform. So it, okay. is the mechanics like we have to jump the 10 feet to get to the wobbling platform and no. then... Oh. No, you, you, you're already on the wobbling platform. Oh, we're already on Jasu the wobbling platform. Jasu is the I only see. one who isn't on the wobbling platform. I see. Okay, so we just have to jump the 10 feet to yeah. get to the other side. Who, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Can I, without using the dash action, mm-hmm. make it to the other side or no? Ye- that is really my question. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay, amazing. So I do that, but then I, I will wait. Uh-huh. I like run. I jump. Yeah. I get to the other side. I wait and I hold my action. Mm-hmm. My action is dragon's breath and if anything okay. gets close to us or actually yeah because no one's gonna have to make a check to get 10 feet is i feel like is going to be fine for everyone to Joe will have to make a check oh never mind okay in that case i hold my action as a help okay i can't hold out my arms to catch great jump to me all right titan you it was your turn when this thing started to wobble and as it becomes your turn the wobbling has not only destroyed the stairs on the far side but now it starts to tip. You already specified that you were using your momentum to make it fall towards the platform. So I'm not even going to make you make a check because that was already your intention. And so this whole staircase tips towards the final platform, towards Yujasu, and smashes into the pedestal. All of you, all four of you that are on the staircase, spill down onto the final platform and are on solid ground. However, there is also a small explosion of rock. Everybody make a dexterity saving throw. With bless. With bless. 19. 21 again. 11. Great. That's going to be four damage to Thula and Joe, and two damage to everybody else. Great. Ow! (laughs) Turn my ankle. I am bloody. <laughs> I do vomit now. So the motion now sickness of is, that platform. <laughs> yeah. Now there is nothing standing between you and the gate. You can see the gate in front of you. There is a narrow bridge that leads to it. As you are tipping forward, you can all see that you are getting closer to the deep dwellers now who are crawling up the walls. There still are some on the ledges. You see more crawling onto the ledges on the other side that will be descending down towards you. And at the same time, you see that this staircase that just smashed into the platform starts to tip and knock down other staircases that were leading in other directions. And the columns supporting all of these staircases in this cavernous room start to fall and tip and rocks start falling in all directions. Titan, it is your turn. You are on the final platform. So the exit is just like right in front of me, yeah? It is. Titan is, come on, y'all, let's go, and is booking it towards what they hope is daylight. Yeah, so you have just under 60 feet between where you are now and the exit itself. Honestly, Caution to the wind, no perception checks, <laughs> running as fast as I can. And Yama and Thula are right there with you, and they shout at you as you're running. I'll get the Terran door. Yama, use the torch to make sure that none of those creatures come near us. And they skitter up uh, right next to you, Titan, and start feeling for the exact seam that they want to use to open this Terran door. It's a big arched doorway. It's very grand. It looks like the type of thing that 
would be at the entrance to a castle or something like that. Mm, mm. That brings us to Joe's turn. Is there anyone I can see? The the people with the arrows, are they still a threat mm. or no? We're now out of their way. They're far enough away that they are going to have disadvantage on their attacks. Okay. But they still might shoot at you. And there's no one else in our way currently. Nothing in your way. You can see th- that there is a small horde that is crawling up that will get there at some point. And can I make myself useful with this door opening or no? You're not sure, but it'll take a dash action to get there anyway. Oh, gotcha. I'll just dash forward with the group. Sweet. Great. Everybody is now, everybody except Jasu is up by the other side. Now the archers are far enough away that they have disadvantage. Let's see if any of them hit you. No. Love to hear it. But now the collapsing pillars one of them falls on the main platform and explosions of rock go everywhere everybody make another dexterity save jasu because you're in the thick of it and not over by the door i'd like you to make this with disadvantage well i have a minus one but okay 13 23 11 with my bless the the dc is 12 (gasps) wow three damage is the total so if you failed you take three and if you succeed you take one yes Ow! Y'all always be getting hit with pebbles down here. <laughs> oh, no, normally things don't collapse like this. You see, Terrence pride well, themselves good to on. Know. Can you get that door open, honey? People have not been this taking. This is like this is good. some crazy, scary Karen, movie stuff. They move in like crazy, maintaining, like I crazy agree. movies. This is the scariest movie I've ever witnessed. <laughs> Jasu, it is your turn. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound for oh. me to take the dash action. I would like to get up to the rest of the group. Oh, yeah. It does take a dash because you're back at the edge. So, yeah. Yeah. Dash action and you are with the group. Next up is Titan. The door's not open yet. Correct. I'm going to prepare an action to if there's something on the side of this door, other side of this door that's scary, to yell at it. Love it. And if are they making some kind of check to get this door open? You don't think so. The way that you've witnessed them do this before, you think that they should just be able to do it. Great. Come on, y'all. Next up is Yama and Thula. You see Yama is concentrating on what's going on behind you, and you see that the first claws are getting to the lip, and Yama says, hurry up, they're coming, they're almost here. This is so scary. And Thula, in the way that you've seen her before, puts her hand on the stone and opens the Terran door. And on the other side, you smell the fresh air of Arboreus, the realm in which you all call home and you see the last glimmerings of the sunset as the end of this day is uh, is passing outside and the, and the first hint of starlight in the sky but between you and the fresh air is a portcullis that is down Ugh. what's that a big metal gate that goes into the ground a big oh. heavy metal grate like you'd see at the opening okay. of a yeah, castle yeah. and as this door opens Thula looks over and says the winch it's right there and she goes over to it and she starts to turn it but it is frozen it's corroded and rusted from lack of use and she says I, I, I can't move it it won't turn and Joe, it is your action next. We're gonna die down here. We're gonna die. Joe, can you fix it? <sighs> That's a good question. Can I fix it? Yeah, so if I go over, so there's not anyone for me to attack because no one's quite yet over the ledge. 
or is that beneficial? Uh, there, there are. So I, I will tell you how many people you can see right now. Uh-huh. You see 18 <laughs> deep dwellers <laughs> cresting the edge. Uh-huh. And this is probably just the ones that you can see sure, now. Sure, sure. They are currently 60 feet away from you. Yeah, so I say to Thula, Thula, is this a fixing problem or do you just need some strength? Yama steps over and, and looks at it and says, Oh, I think that strength would probably be the the less effective way of going about this. Uh, this needs some lubrication and uh, it looks like, you see this gear here, it's, uh, it's stuck in that position. And Great. I- so I go over in a haste and I take a look at it and agree with their analysis and cast mending <laughs> to try to fix it. Amazing. Huge. <laughs> okay. Huge. Thank God. MVC, most valuable cantrip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does it look like as you cast mending on this thing? It looks like me taking out WD-40 from my fanny <laughs> pack <laughs> and giving it a good spray and some elbow grease. Great. And that's it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. This is going to give you advantage on the tinker check. So I want you to make a tinkering check to try to to free this thing. And depending on how successful you are, if you don't get it outright, you might need to do another one, but that will be a lower DC. Uh, what did you get? 18. 18. Awesome. Nice. You very nearly fixed the problem entirely, but you think you just need a little bit more time. Uh, the DC next time will be significantly lower. Yes, love that. The next to go is the Deep Dwellers. The Deep Dwellers start racing towards you. They have to climb up over the lip, so they spend half their movement getting to their feet and then take the dash action. So they start lurching towards you, and you see 18 of these creature-like people with bloodshot eyes but the blood is like this black ichor and it's dripping from their fingernails and they end their turn 15 feet from you jasu it's the top of the action your turn too close i step forward so i'm just outside of the door in case they need to close it okay and then i dragon's breath (sighs) okay awesome i'm gonna say that you can hit five of these things that are charging towards you so I'm just checking, but I think when I choose, yeah, okay, I can't change it now to not be. Mm. Oh, but I rolled well. 12 plus 3 is 15. So 15 damage if they don't make the save. All right, one of them gets a not one, the others succeed. 15 to that, that one. That one goes down. Yes. Everyone else takes half. The others are severely damaged by this electricity and continue to charge forward. Titan. Oh, you know what I'm gonna do? Hmm. I'm gonna reach out to what well, Prim is. Prim is on the lamb, right? Prim is like trying to do a, a a thing. Yeah, Prim. Last you spoke, was getting ready to go on prepare on a mission that's not really about the resistance, like a personal thing. Yes, but it didn't seem like that was going to be immediate. It seemed like it was probably going to take months of planning. Okay, or something. I am gonna reach out to Prim. Mm-hmm. And send a message okay. saying, in Terra, oh. deep dwellers are real. <laughs> if no contact soon, we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Between um, where the, the two places that, like, where we started and where we left. Yeah, you would probably want to say between Hitherheim 
and yeah between hitherheim and where we were headed which was like the evertree uh, sanctuary yeah the sanctuary yeah mm-hmm. and evertree sanctuary shit is wild amazing okay you get a response titan take care of yourself and your companions i will try to f- make sense of your words though i must admit they sound crazy af and was that all your words no i think i had i have like seven more because i think it's it's 25 words okay great i'm i'm gonna drop a little i'm gonna drop a little thought for you and you can decide to use it or or maybe this Mm -hmm. isn't it's it's too heightened of a moment because you have the bracelet of tracking yeah prim doesn't know that yet oh yeah but if prim were to use the key of opening it wouldn't matter you would know where print is Mm. and which might be useful even yeah and nobody would be able to track it except for you Mm. yeah i would love to be able to say that i don't think i'm saying it right Right. now i think that that'll be part of the message that i send if we survive love it awesome so some interplanar well i guess you're you're on the border between two between two realms between two planes as it were yeah and i think that like as that's happening it's like i i joshua was was like counting my words because i know how this spell sure. works but i think titan had, had like was being affected by it in some way and so like was being sparse uh spare with their words because of like because they don't know how the spell works but mm-hmm. the spell was working on them so like they are truly like this is like almost a moment of prayer mm-hmm. to just like like kind of a like I we can't I don't we can't go down like this and no one know what mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. Yeah. because so like in this moment of kind of desperation Titan just like reaches out to Prim and it's just like someone has to know yeah. what's happening yeah. here. Okay. Next turn is Yama and Thula. Thula prepares an action to shut the doors as soon as everyone's ready and she shouts to you Jasu you better get over on this side. I'm shutting these doors as soon as the portcullis is open. And Yama is going to spend his action helping you get the winch working again, Joe. And it is your turn. Great. So I'm going to keep working at this and I'm going to cast Mending again. Take advantage. 18 again. 18. And you still have a Bardic. 18 is plenty. The DC (laughs) for, because you got an 18 last time, the DC for this one was relatively low. And you feel it get unstuck. And now the winch is able to turn and you feel the gate slowly begin to rise. And I yell to my partners, let's get the hell out of here as we're cranking this thing open. Amazing. So the winch loosens and the portcullis starts to rise. The next thing that happens is these deep dwellers descend on you. Cool. Four of them attack you, Jasu. 17 cool. total. Does a 19 hit you? Yes. All right, three of them hit you. Uh, it's 21. Shit, but seven. Another four of them are going to get in behind you, and they're carrying like swords and axes and all sorts of implements of destruction. Do our lights do anything? Like I have a flashlight, Yama mm-hmm. has a torch. Are yeah, those they, doing they anything? They don't like it and they will uh-huh. take damage from it. So several of them get seared by the light as they come in. Uh, four of them are going to attack you, Titan. None of them hit you. Oh, thank the Lord. And then four of them are going to attack Thula. I, I will 
oh, protect God. Tula. Whacked. Protection. Oh. So my reaction is I impose disadvantage on the attack roll for one of them. Okay, great. That one doesn't hit. Thula takes 19 and goes down. <gasps> I was trying to prevent that. Okay. The rest of them can't reach you. They're stuck behind the others. Top of the round, Jasu. Okay. So how many of them are in front of me? You've got four that are swarming all over you. I have a 15-foot cone, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to hit them and not my companions. Yeah. You can hit the four that are on yeah. you as well as a couple that are behind them that didn't attack anybody. Okay. I will do that. Dragon's Breath. So 10 uh, and on a failed save, 5. Okay. I mean, on a successful save, 5. The ones that are surrounding you that already got hit by your last one go down immediately. Yes. The others behind, a few of them save and so take half damage. Anything else, Jasu? I will step back so I'm on the other side for the wall to come down eventually. Okay, great. So <laughs> um, so basically step closer to Tula. You step in and now everybody is squashed into this little chamber with the deep dwellers clawing in at you from just on the other side of the threshold. Titan? Tula, this ain't no time to be taking a nap. Wake up, girl. And Tula is slumped on the ground. Yeah, uh, that was healing word, word 11. 11, 11? amazing. Yeah. Uh, Good. Tula's Thank eyes gosh. open. And she uh, just instinctively starts the, to close the Terran door, which is just kind of crushing you all so that you can't even really move your arms or, or do things. But she has a feeling like the time is right. Uh, anything else, Titan? Who's so the, the winch is working. The winch appears to be working. Yama is spinning it as fast as he can. Hurry up, Yama. Let's go. Let's go. I'll give him a bar just in case. <laughs> Great. And as he's going as fast as he can, you see that it rises up just two feet off the ground, but that's enough room to get out. And uh, Yama starts to shout, go, go, get under it, go. And Thula continues to close the Terran door as you all now have a little exit path. And that's Joe's turn. Okay, I want to move Great. under the door. Mm -hmm. And yes. <laughs> is there any of these creatures that have gotten out. It looks like they, yeah, there's going to be a struggle here between the creatures pushing back on the door that Thula is trying to close right now. So I would like to, can I cast Fireball yes. within the, like, I can get it through the door and it won't hit Thula though because it's a 20 foot Yeah, so the, the way that I would suggest doing this is it could explode 20 feet behind the door so that all of your companions are out of the range, and it's only going to hit the deep dwellers. Nice. Yeah, so I I yell out to Thula, watch your head, <laughs> as I cast Fireball. And I want it to hit, I guess, just like back far enough that it's not hitting yeah. anyone. Love it. Oh, this is a 15. It's a deck save. Yeah, go ahead and roll some damage. Yes. Good. Uh, 21. Uh, saves don't matter. They are vulnerable to fire and... <laughs> That's more than twice their hit points anyway. You incinerate all of them, all 17 of them. <laughs> and nice. the others that you now see also coming from behind, there are more in this area, and the light of the fireball illuminates the space. And you can see that the, the whole place is crawling with creatures of different size, more big ones coming forward. But this gives Thula the time that she needs to seal the door shut. 
Yama has made enough space for Jasu to easily slip under the portcullis. And then Yama sets the portcullis to close, to slowly lower itself as he slips under it as well. And all of you are outside of the gates of Hitherheim. Jesus Christ. With pure terror on my eyes after seeing what the fireball illuminated and how much, how many more people, how many more creatures there were. And that is where we will end our session. <gasps> Good oh. Lord, Torsten, what is wrong Holy with you? Holy shit. Go. What is wrong Holy with you, That turned back. way more 28 days later than I was expecting. You need Yikes. to take a bath. Then you were expecting. Whoa. Then you were expecting. What, what were you expecting? I was expecting like Lord of the Rings. Like it, it was, it was very much. Uh, that is also scary, though. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong, it's just wrong. because they were like, like the Lord of the Rings. Oh. It's like who they were like the they were it was goblins. Goblins. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's just like. When they when it's creatures with actual blood in their veins, it's a little bit less mm-hmm. scary. It's like they're making a choice to menace me, as opposed right, to just right. like these things are compelled by the inhumanness of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that got that. W- I was creeped out. I I was. Oh, I feel like there's a lot of that we got to talk about now. Mostly, I don't like zombies, and somehow I created a zombie (laughs) encounter. Yeah, you did. Really not intentional. (sighs) That was truly zombies, though. Okay, the first dirty crit that I want to talk about is uh, that you all denied Yama his Gandalf moment. (laughs) We sure did. We sure did. It was like, as he was falling, I was like, holy shit. I know. What if Yama died? That would have been a bummer. That would have been because I mean that's like there was no saving him if we didn't save him in that moment. Right. You know what I mean? Like nobody's diving no. down into a bottomless pit. Can I say some dirty grit? Yeah. Which we were talking about in the pre-show about like our friends and everything. Uh-huh. Part of the reason I helped Yama and Tula was because I didn't think you would actively kill Joe. <laughs> yeah, because me, the DM. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, Tor will find a way to help Joe out, but he might actually kill Yama. Uh, yeah, I, that. Yep. I mean, that's, yeah, you, you were probably to... something accurate there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, Yama was going to like if I hadn't held my action to to try to help, mm-hmm. Yama was dead, bro. Yama was dead. That was truly terrifying. Yeah, like yeah. jumping across and knowing, like, oh, there's no like. Titan can't help me. If mm-hmm. I fail, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like there was something, part of the reason that I ended up wanting to make the encounter this way is because I kind of realized this might be the last moment to give you all this style of encounter because mm. eventually you're going to have fly. You're going to have mm-hmm. spells that are powerful enough where that kind of challenge doesn't mean that much. Well, you know, I wanted to ask this question and I didn't end up having to ask it in the moment, but so I have Misty Step now, oh. but I was out of second spell second spell slots, uh-huh. but I had a third level mm-hmm. spell slot. And so I was wondering, oh, even though Misty Step doesn't show up in my D&D Beyond under the third mm, level, yeah. like how some of the other ones transfer over and it's like, oh, could I waste a third level on Misty Step, even yes. though it's not, okay. You absolutely can yeah. always spend higher level spell slots to do yeah. the lower level thing. The reason D&D Beyond doesn't always show you is because mm-hmm. it doesn't change the spell. So it only- Sure, it doesn't increase anything. Exactly. Okay, so that would have been, I'm glad I didn't have to do that because I used my third level on Fireball yeah. at the end. Yeah. But Also, yeah. thank 
god we put that sky stone in the gauntlet so i had dragon's breath <laughs> otherwise yeah. i would have been so useless yeah. i've been hitting one guy at a time like yeah, yeah that was great thank goodness that was really thank goodness oh, so many like awesome character like actualization mm. like i feel like there were mm-hmm. a, a bunch of actualization moments in, in kind of a game mechanics zone even with the sending like the sending spell happening yeah. and yeah. the gauntlets and the fireball and the tinkering like that was, it was really satisfying <laughs> i agree i agree this was epic this was a this was a this was a good yeah i need like yeah. a massage now i just like the rolling for that jump actually like my first roll being a four on the yeah. d20 oh was like what the actual fuck it's yeah. funny uh, and like, i'm so glad that we got the information because i was like i could see that there was oh, things happening. Yeah. i was like no kylie you have to I'm tell sorry. us what's happening yeah and it really being like i needed that last die roll like i needed yeah. that in order to put me over mm-hmm. oh man mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah what were you about to say d i, I was gonna say like it is wild to think about how D&D is not supposed to be like you win or you lose, right? Like it's all like storytelling and such. But there are some roles that are winning and losing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. one of mm-hmm. them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You would have lost. You would have lost D&D in that moment and it would have yeah. been sad. Yeah. <laughs> also, my dirty crit is actually from the very beginning okay. of the session yeah. where Titan was like, no, we decide when you get your stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because you've been acting out. <laughs> and it's uh, funny because, yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. No, sorry. no, no. Oh, that, was, that was basically it. What, what were you going to say? Well, because I guess, like, from me and from, I guess, from Titan's perspective, it's like, it's not your stone. Mm. Like, it, it was like, it would fit in the gauntlet, but like, my, our experience with it was, and it wasn't like about like, oh, I don't think, like, I, I want the stone, but it was like, this thing is dangerous and we're underground. So I, t- I totally get I get why, like, how you could see it that way. But it wasn't like, mm. Titan wasn't saying it's like, oh, we'll decide when you get your thing. It's like, yo, this thing is dangerous and it's not yours. Mm. Yeah. But I do, I hear what you're both saying because it felt like, so then who gets to decide when it's time mm. to put the stone in the gauntlet? Because in that moment, sure. I think it felt like, oh, Titan is saying it's not now. Like the the consensus is it's not now when Jasu is like, but I'm saying it's now. Yeah, it was interesting because I, I definitely hear what you're saying, Joshua, and, and what Titan was saying. I think for Jasu's perspective and a little bit mine was also like, it felt like the decision was like there was no discussion because like and and for Jasu, I think that like even what Titan had said right before that of like, you need to trust your friends was like really big for for her where she doesn't usually rely on other people she's usually the one that does the things and so then and then for someone to not only to say that and so then she's already like in that headspace and then i feel like this is like another angle of it of like not only do you need to trust them but like someone's telling you that you can't make the best decisions for your own life right now and like even if it's like oh like I don't know whether or not this stone, like this stone, whether or not it's mine or not. It's you, you are not in the headspace to make the right decision for yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's true for people, but it like takes a lot of trust, I think, in the people around you to believe that and not to immediately go, fuck you. I do what I want. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious, D, if you, you as D was feeling things. Cause I felt like when you responded to Titan, I was like, this hasn't, 
edge that doesn't just sound like it's Jossie. <laughs> I hate it. It is a it is a trigger of mine yeah. when someone tells me what's best for myself mm-hmm. because yeah, I do think that like it does for me. It takes a lot of trust to like believe that like oh like you you are what's wanting what's best for me and you're trying to help out. I've just been in circumstances enough in my life where I have not felt like in my own decision making over what's happening around me mm-hmm. that I'm like. I I hate it when someone says that they know what's best for me mm-hmm. because I'm like, how could you possibly? If you want to talk to me about how like what you think, but like you can't know, even if I'm upset, what I need right now unless yeah. you ask. I yeah, I think after hearing Titan's response to Jasu and saying that you have to you have to trust your friends, or maybe you didn't say it in that way, but that mm-hmm. was the sentiment. Mm-hmm. I think was the turning point for joe of then uh, feeling comfortable giving the Mm. stone Mm -hmm. to jasu Mm -hmm. of like oh yeah i have to trust my friend and i had reservations about wanting to give it to jasu earlier but now those reasons those reservations for the most part have gone away because i just didn't want to be in a situation that we were like in a cavern and there was lightning bouncing off the walls or something and -hmm. it just felt like Mm -hmm. okay I guess, like, I have to trust that Jasu is going to do the right thing, even though her behavior has been wild the last, mm-hmm. few, like, the last few day, day, has it been a day, I guess, days? Mm. Well, also today, because, I mean, like, she definitely got too excited when it came to, like, I think that she, Jasu is in a place right now, like, Titan isn't wrong, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That, like, Jasu is in a place right now that is not super great. Like, mm-hmm. the way I'm thinking of it is, like, people who are struggling with, like grief and such mm. it's like the stages that you go through and like i think she's finally connected with her anger and anger feels really good and yeah, it also prevents manic. you from feeling anything else mm. and i think that she's sort of tapping into it right sure. now in order to try and stave off anything else mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think for joe it's like i i don't have the right to take away your agency over the choices you want to make and so it's like, okay, so I'm going to give this to you now. And like, whatever your choices are going to be, they're going to be. And I don't think they're going to be so harmful that I feel like I'm putting you in harm's way by giving you this thing, like how I felt when we were on the boat. Mm-hmm. But yes, that you had to be the one to make that choice if you actually wanted to go through with putting it in the gauntlet. And thank fucking God that you did, right? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, in the end. In the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dirty crit. Dirty crit. Yeah. Dirty crit. Great situation. Because it's like, there's just not a good, like, there's no, every, everybody is coming from where they're coming from. Yeah. You know? But I think what's great about the way that they, everybody dealt with it was that, like, Titan still thinks you should have waited. But it's mm-hmm. also, like, not going to be, like, I'm not, like, going to be mad at you. I'm just like, I think that was dumb. Mm-hmm. Just wanted yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is okay. Totally. You know? I disagree with this decision you're making. Would you like to go to brunch? Yeah, because yeah. I definitely I did feel for Joe the because Titan like de facto ends up leading the group in some ways. This like desire to want to do something that's in line with Titan's choices, mm-hmm. but then like having to push against that because it just didn't feel right. Yeah, for Joe, I think for me too. It's like I think it will be really curious to see Joe and. 
uh, Joe. Also Joe and Jesu's relationship, but Joe, Jesu and Titans, because I feel like there's been tension before and then it's like, like starting to like really start to trust each other. But like, it's a really, in my mind, the relationship between Jesu and Joe is very different than the relationship between Jesu and Titan mm-hmm. because Titan is very, straightforward very like judge sometimes judgmental but sometimes i mean most of the time just honest and like walks a line there and i think jesu is not used to any of that and it can be very like grating for her and then i think with joe jesu is like probably a little bit more comfortable with joe in like her like mannerisms and like or not mannerisms but like you know the way that they interact mm-hmm. with each other and so I actually think it's like a really healthy thing for her to be experiencing right now of like, I think she was, I think Jesse was very sheltered and was told she was the prophet and always given what she wanted. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is a good thing for her to be like, hey, actually, sometimes you don't get to be in control of everything. Mm, yeah. Dirty crit. Dirty crit. So yeah, it's Horson. As far as mm. dirty crit goes, mm-hmm. how... You don't like zombies. Why did you yeah, do this to like yourself and us? How did that happen? <laughs> Wait, you don't like zombies? <sighs> yeah, I've never been a fan of zombies just like as a concept. It's not like Why? delightful for me. I don't like zombie movies. I don't like zombies in books and role-playing games. It was always off-putting. I'm like, this is not a fun environment for me to play in. I want to play in like fighting dragons, fun. Fighting zombies, <laughs> and so yeah i don't know <laughs> actually no i can talk about it and it's good dirty crit conversation because it really one of the big questions for me as i was thinking about what was going on in hitherheim and who would be here and all of this is how to create an encounter setup with like the beings the entities the people that are living here as enemy combatants that you have to run from that isn't just casting a certain group of people as like, oh, all of the goblins are therefore evil and bad trying to kill you monster people. Mm -hmm. And so instead I was like, huh, what if it's just the people from here who aren't inherently bad people, but something happens to them to make them aggressive and violent and like you can't talk to them like talking talking your way out of this one ain't gonna work you gotta run and if they're trying to bite your throat you better get them the fuck off of you kind of thing yeah that's like really how it happened was Mm. not wanting to create any lines in the sand as far as like oh this culture of people are just inherently bad and evil Mm -hmm. so in order to do that this was a solution that came up yeah Yeah. because you wanted to have you had a really cool encounter built and so like yeah yeah because i think uh, all to say that it's like one of the things i was thinking about when you were like this creepy looking thing peeks its head around the wall Mm -hmm. it's like the first thing that I did, and because because I also was like trying not to play into yeah. that, yeah, like, totally. oh, this is immediately a bad thing. I was like, I'm gonna try to mm-hmm. talk to it, and then I was like, wait, are you sure I can't talk to it? I speak some random yeah, ass yeah, languages. Yeah. I loved it's it. Like, and it was a nice no, confirmation no, of like, uh, oh. it's like cool. We can't <laughs> talk to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, it made it interesting for me, for Joe, more interesting and almost scarier that they were normal, in my head, like Mm -hmm. maybe normal, healthy people at one point and something happened that made them this way, which felt like, especially because we know there's some tie to the corruption, Mm -hmm. like 
oh, it, I feel like Joe kind of zoomed out a bit when she saw all of the people as the door was closing of like, what are the implications of this mm-hmm. to the world around, to the world outside of these doors? Like, is this something that's going to spread or what chaos yeah. and corruption is potentially going to come out of Terra and bleed into Arboreus? That I think if they would have just yeah. been like, oh, these are just like bad people, zombies, I wouldn't, it would have been still a scary encounter, but I wouldn't have been thinking about it yeah. in the context of like, oh, what does this mean for us in Arboreus? Scary. Good. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that tie-in. <laughs> to the larger mm-hmm. issues of the world that felt present. Totally. Well, I'm also fascinated to see how we all debrief with yeah, each other. totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super stoked that you used that sending spell in that moment. Yeah. It's not even a distress call. It's just like a, a message in a bottle. Because I was like, we're underground. Nobody knows. Like, people don't think that Terrans are really out here doing yeah. things. Like, nobody's going to save right. us. Yeah. Right. But people need to know. <laughs> Very interesting. Well, uh, anything else? Anybody wants to? We all just need to recover. Yeah. <laughs> That was a lot. Time to get our long rest. Well, let us recover in real life as well as in game life and leave it there for the night. Anything anybody wants to plug? Voting. Voting. Primary Mm. season has begun. Everyone vote if you can and are able. Yes. Joshua? I'm going to plug Deanna's dance shows Mm. that are coming up in the Washington, D.C. area in February. Uh, Come check out Nachmo in D.C. and see them dancing their cute little butt off. I haven't been chosen yet. We don't know that I will be there. Oh, okay. Well, regardless of whether you will see Deanna's cute little butt or not, (laughs) go check out Nachmo. It's very cool. It is very cool. I highly agree. Amazing. Kylie? Nope. I'm going to plug my normal going into a new year plug, which is uh, take it easy on yourself. Don't get (laughs) inundated with goals and trying to better yourself because you are enough. Thank you. Love that. And I am going to plug the interview that we recently did for Patreon. We had Jesse Davis on and the interview dropped last week and it was a really awesome interview and we definitely think you want to check it out because Jesse is super cool. And who knows, maybe we'll be hearing more from Jesse in the near future. So, what is it? And we'll leave it at that. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but if you want to ask us questions and things, you could do that by hitting us up on the socials at When Crit Happens or by sending us an email, whencrithappens at gmail.com. And if you want to go catch up with us on our Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash whencrithappens. Crit on. Crit on them, everybody. Crit on them. Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. Special thanks to Cullen Fitzpatrick for our theme music and original musical underscoring by Wormwood, Balin Wagner, and Benjamin Bergdorf. Full episodes come out every other Wednesday. On the off weeks, exclusive content is released for our members. Head over to patreon.com slash to join the community. Thanks for listening. When's the last time you heard from anyone from Hithertown? Hither, Hither High. Hither High. Hither High. I'll just uh, make a check for it. Give me a second. Get my dice out. I hate Not you. as satisfying. Not as satisfying. Not on a wooden surface. I know, right? <laughs> you know? I do miss flaccid. the wood. <laughs> a bit flaccid. <laughs> flaccid. Bold use of the world, the word flaccid. <laughs> Was it? You know what I mean, though. Am I incorrect? <laughs> <laughs>
It was, that was just some bold. I didn't say it was okay, wrong. Great. Yes, I'm bold. Fortune favors the bold. 